You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On NFL. This is going to be fun because there's some changes going on, things that affect every team in this roster. And for those of you that aren't on one of the teams that we're going to focus on today, we will get to you, I promise. We will always cover it. Today's going to be kind of special because there's a couple of early season changes. And one thing that's going to stand out, we're going to start with that here in a minute. But Jake Lusko is here with me. And I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics. You can find me over at RGR Football, too. And my favorite thing about today is not knowing what's going on because uh, Mr. LaFleur up in Green Bay thinks that he's hopeful to see Aaron Rodgers. That's not something you hear every year right about now. I, I wonder if there's actual hope or this is feigned for the uh, the Packers faithful. Yeah, I wonder, too, because Aaron Rodgers, I guess, could – just put an end to all of the drama and all of the speculation by just showing up to mandatory minicamp. I mean, it's called right. mandatory minicamp for a reason. Players do get fined if they don't show up. It's the only part of the off-season program that goes on in June that is actually mandatory for players to show up to. And if Rodgers just wants to keep on vacationing with Miles Teller, I, I mean, I hope Miles Teller is okay. I, I saw that he got punched or something. And there's some drama there, but you know, if Aaron Rodgers wants to keep vacationing with his, with his celebrity friends, well, then the drama continues with, you know, Ben Albright today, for example, saying he could be traded. The, the trade to Denver is still on the table. And if it were going to happen, it would be a post June one move. And guess what, Ryan, as we record this episode, it's June 2nd. Yeah. I mean, Hey, any moment now, Probably as soon as we finish wrapping this show, yeah. it'll happen. But, you know, that's just the way that it goes. But, I mean, is it just me? Or if you guys think back to watching the movie War Dogs with Teller, like, it just seems like he's stuck in that role all the time. Because you can't walk around with Aaron Rodgers, no matter how many movies you've been, and be like, oh, you're the lead guy. No, you're the dude who's walking around with Aaron Rodgers. So, good luck with that. I associate Miles Teller with Whiplash. You've seen Whiplash with uh -huh. J.K. Simmons? Fantastic yeah. movie. I guess it we're was. a football podcast, so huh? We, yeah, we you know, probably, but hey, yeah, okay. We're not a the, we're not a film review <laughs> podcast today. Are you sure? You know, maybe for a changeup. This is the off season. You never know. I, I tell you what, though, the other guy that isn't just the other guy walking with Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Packers did do something else today that I found interesting. They took an RFA guy and re-signed him, and for me. It says a lot that it happens to be in what we've heard in, what, three seasons running now, how they're not adding weapons for Aaron Rodgers. Well, they got Tanyan back, um, a guy that kind of came out of nowhere. I think he's he's one of the great success stories of last season in a COVID year that came uh, and really made an impact on the league, particularly for his team. I'm glad to see them do that, but I don't know if it's for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Robert Tanyan owner in Dynasty football <laughs> – and you're thinking, oh, man, I own Robert Tanyan for some reason. He scored one touchdown in his NFL career, but suddenly he scored 11 more. <laughs> Ties for the league lead for tight ends and touchdowns last year was Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, by the way, did it on nearly three times as many targets mm -hmm. and about twice as many catches. Robert Tanyan takes 11 of his 52 catches on 59 targets, by the way, for touchdowns. That's insane efficiency across the board. First off, only six passes thrown to Robert Tanya last year were 
not catches, right? And, and second off, more than 20% of those catches turn into touchdowns. That is uh, prime for regression, but also right. <laughs> a picture of efficiency for Robert Tanyan. And how does that change if Aaron Rodgers isn't his quarterback? Does he fade back to obscurity even after this contract? That is the question on this edition of the Locked On NFL podcast, deep in the offseason mode, I guess. <laughs> Let's stay positive, though. Let's not go to the regression card yet. Because I, I think the impact is is important. And I will tell you, for those of you that are just panicked because Jake told you, hey, owning him is not what you thought it was going to be. There's still an option. Even if Ben's right and the Denver trade comes down, what happens to a rookie quarterback? You get flustered. You get attacked. You're not sure where to go with the ball. What do you always hear the announcers say on any standardized uh, broadcast? The best friend of a rookie quarterback is the tight end. And I will wager that Tanya's a little bit more um, volatile in terms of his ability to get loose and make bigger plays than the average tight end. So even if it does, I think it may be that the drop-off for Tanyan, if it is a love-driven offense, is maybe not as steep as is as it is for Adams. Jordan Love, man. I mean, this is this is what we're this is what we're doing. This is the reality of the Packers. And I guess I don't envy Packers fans when we're talking about what's the Jordan Love-led offense going to look like for our skill players, Devontae Adams, who I think I think was just in the top 10 of a top 100 players in the NFL list I read in the last week. A very, very good player. Obviously a very good player. There's a solid offensive line in Green Bay. Jordan Love. So so if you're talking about Ron, Robert Tanya and you're talking about production going from Rodgers to Love, yeah, maybe the catches, the volume is still there for him because, you know, like you said, the inexperienced quarterbacks, a lot of times the heuristic is they'll throw to tight ends. That's their safety check down a lot of the time. And, and sure, but a lot of the production for Tanya came on vertical balls last year. And that is something that I think goes away. And that's where, when I say regression is coming, I'm looking specifically at touchdowns. If, okay. if you want to look at like the list of odds or, or the projections for tight end touchdowns, Robert Tanyan's probably closer to five than 11. And, and does that make him a, a fantasy relevant tight end? I guess we're not a fantasy focused podcast, like still, still has a role for the Packers especially mm-hmm. if it is Jordan Love, but the the, t- the the touchdown production, I mean, surely falls off, even if Rodgers does play quarterback for the Packers this year. Yeah, absolutely. The target share should go up, so you'll get a few points back that for all you dynasty players. But, uh, you know, there are bigger fish to fry, and the league and the NFLPA are working some of those things as well. So I think we need to get into what some of these proposals are and what they mean for the bigger concept of what we'll see on Sundays come this fall. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements just for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. All you have to do is pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members And that number's only going up. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. 
Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Go check it out at creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma today. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Ryan, the NFL did some things that I really liked as far as roster construction rules and roster limits for practice squads and the IR return in the COVID season. And it turns out the NFL and NFLPA like those changes. Sounds like according to a Tom Pelissero report from Wednesday that the NFL and NFLPA will keep in place those changes to roster rules, including unlimited and faster return from the injured reserve. You might recall that last year, teams were allowed to put players on the injured reserve. They had to miss at least three weeks and then they could return and they could do that in an unlimited fashion. That gave teams the flexibility to add and remove players from their roster to deal with injuries, more like you see in baseball where there's a lot more flexibility there. And if you have a guy who's going to miss some time and you know it's only going to be four weeks, maybe five weeks, you don't want to just keep him on your roster and use up that roster spot. This gives teams the flexibility to replace that player and put them on the IR. And from the player association perspective, more players get paid. So this is a change that I really liked last year. This is a change that seemed to make a lot of sense for a league like the NFL, where there are a lot of injuries, generally speaking. And yes, the rosters are fairly large and not all players on rosters are active on game days, but adding flexibility and adding more players to the league, I think is a good thing for teams. I do all the way around. I mean, like you said, more people get onto game day rosters. For the NFLPA, getting guys that are generally either practice squatters or are in that inactive group that we always have to check every Sunday morning, that gets more guys out of what, what you call, I mean, it's all relative for people like us that work for a living, but get them out of the, the poverty section of the league, get them game day checks. That's a significant increase for what is the working man class of this league. And I think that helps the league overall in terms of spreading the wealth around a little bit uh, because everybody's practicing, everybody's working hard. You might as well have more guys get game checks. But I think also it becomes particularly important this season. We've added an extra actual game. So at this point, like you said, when you have veterans that maybe are worth, you know, maybe it's a four to six week injury. We hear that, that estimation a lot. Instead of having to either sideline them for the year, try to stash them, 
or not do anything about it and just carry them, let them try to play through it. I think that leads to a lot of players pushing to be back earlier, pushing their timelines of their recovery. And I think that leads to more recurrent injuries. If you can just not have a penalty by having that roster spot be able to be filled by a healthy player so that you can rest, especially your veterans who maybe need that extra time, knowing that there's an extra full game on the the schedule this year, I think everybody benefits from that. And not to be the least is those players that get that chance to come up for a game day. Yeah, and that is something that seems like it would be the logical next step would be making this permanent. With the expansion of the schedule, as you point out, teams need additional flexibility. More injuries happen the longer the schedule is. And just making that a permanent change in the near future seems like something that is a logical next step. And something else you mentioned is those guys that are getting called up from practice squads and a lot of these extra players that might fill some of these spots when guys do go to this short-term IR that is now a fixture in the NFL will be coming from expanded practice squads. That rule changed last year that allowed teams to carry extra veteran players and just extra players in general on the practice squads. Looks like it is likely to be extended as well. I'm not sure if the veteran provisions will remain, Ryan, but the at Mm -hmm. least larger size of the practice squad looks like it will be sticking around. And again, more guys collecting collecting checks, even if it's practice squad checks, that's still pretty good money. If you could be on a practice squad for 10 years, you're doing better than the average American. And there's obviously opportunities there to, to get up onto game day rosters with the call-ups that they put in in the COVID year. And so if all of that stuff continues, we'll see more opportunities from more guys. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And it's nice to have that, um, relaxation of what the practice squad rules are for some of the veterans that have years under their belt, that expands it as well. And at the end of the day, it, it all becomes about the flexibility, like you said. And I think that protects the players in and of itself, just being able to do that. And we didn't see what I think a lot of people were concerned about last season, um, the, the quote-unquote, the mythical IR stash because of this new rule. Again, with the turnover, it, it – it behooves you to get your starters or whoever has to miss time healthy and back out on the field because that improves your roster. I mean, it doesn't matter how many guys you have on the practice squad. You're presumably calling someone up that is of lesser skill set than your starter. So you still want to get your guy back out there. It'll also be interesting to see, I think, how the COVID protocols change. Because I think with the world going back to normal, for the most part, every team, I believe, except the Colts, has already been approved for full capacity for the 2021 NFL season and they're expecting the Colts to be approved in the very near future is, will we see more practice squad poaching this year? I I am of the belief that last year, one of the reasons we didn't see a lot of poaching with the expanded practice squads with some veterans on the practice squads was because it didn't really serve a purpose. Yeah, you could go get that veteran that Kansas City's keeping on their practice squad, but they can't come play for you for three days anyway because they have to clear COVID protocol. So what's the point? of making a midweek poach. Actually, they were protected. You, you could also protect guys last year, and I wonder if that'll come back too. But uh, there was that one day a week when teams could poach guys. We didn't see it happen very often at all. I, I can't actually recall an instance that was noteworthy enough to catch my attention. I'm sure it did happen, or I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if it happened, but I can't recall it happening. So I will be interested to see where they land on COVID protocols, as certainly it seems like there are some players that – don't want to get vaccinated and you're calling it a personal choice and and the NFL is incentivizing vaccinations but 
it does seem to be the case that some sort of COVID protocol will need to remain in place for anyone who chooses not to be vaccinated. So quite a bit in the air here. The NFL, NFLPA still negotiating, trying to figure out where all these things will land for the 2021 season. All that goes into the bigger scope of how you run a a ball club from week to week. And I have a nit to pick. So I think when we get back from this, we're going to take this and see what the natural extension of it is. Eh, I'll try not to uh, blow this whole thing up. We'll be back in a minute. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA playoffs are going on. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers might no longer be participating. Maybe that's something you like. Maybe it's not. Either way, you can place your bets with ease at betonline.ag where they've got real-time updated odds. They've got news for you all in one place. And this is an NFL podcast. So if you're interested in betting on team win total over-unders or award futures they've got odds for all of that as well and right now for our listeners you can get a 50 percent deposit bonus when you sign up when you use promo code locked on so whether it's the stanley cup playoffs the nba playoffs nfl futures baseball mma ufc whatever your fancy is bet online will have something for you and when you use promo code locked on when you sign up you'll get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at bet online your online sportsbook experts it comes down to this for me, and I'm I'm glad for the expansion of the, of the practice squad. I think that's smart. I think it's good for the volume of players to get time in the league to not just make it, but improve their game once they get there. That I think is there's a lot of stories that go untold about guys that get in the league and then have to progress. Some of them actually make it, and I think this gives more people a shot. But for me, this comes down to one thing. And one thing that has bugged me for the longest time, and I think it's time to abolish it, and I'm going to call for it right now. Roger, I hope you're listening. There's no reason to have a game day roster that is any different than your active roster of 53 or 54, if that's what it is this year. I am calling right now for the abolishment of having to have inactive players. You have them on a roster for a reason. You should have them available to use. And quite frankly, I think that it is beyond the explanations of the past of we need to keep things simple. We don't want to have, you know, surprises. You need surprises. The defense needs an edge back. I'm tired of all these rules to get everything to the offense. And the defenders are standing there going, okay, so I just got to cover more and not come into contact and I can't do my job. So that said, can we have like a full game day roster from now on? So, so is the primary reason for this, this surprisingly impassioned argument from Ryan Tracy about the size of game day rosters is, is a primary thrust here, Ryan, that you think that defenses would benefit significantly from having additional bodies so that they could rotate more and, and stay fresh. Is, is that the idea? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's not all of it, but that's the primary thing. Let's make everything more competitive. If you have investment in those last eight guys every week that are on the defensive side that might be able to help you stop some of what I feel is the last few years have become more and more offensively focused, let's let's bring back the competition a little bit. So here's where I'm going to challenge you because I think there's a lot of virtue there and I generally agree with you. I don't think that there's any reason that we shouldn't have 53 person active rosters. I mean, Pete Carroll, you go back to 2014, there's an article on pro football talk where Pete Carroll says 
why, why not have 53 guys dress? We're paying them anyway. And, and you know, there's some stuff with game day bonuses that we need to talk about. But where I'm going to challenge you here is how much of a difference do you think those four guys at the back of your defensive depth chart are, are going to make on game days? Because the primary place you see teams rotating defensive players is the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, you know, edge rusher six or, or five on your team is, is going to have, is going to be better than a slightly tired edge rusher three because, because they're on fresh legs. Possibly. I mean, okay. I think it'd be more so towards the, you know, the last third of the season than maybe the first, but I'll tell you this too. For me, it's, it's not about the front. It's about the back end of the defense because okay. what happens Jalen Ramsey twists his ankle. Now, all of a sudden, you're trying to play you know, nickel and dime with your fourth and fifth corners. Let's get more talent on there. There's no reason not to, like, like Coach Carroll said. Well, okay, so, so say Jalen Ramsey does tweak his ankle. I can see a scenario where you don't have enough active corners because of the mm-hmm. way you've done your inactives this week, and now you're playing a safety at corner. If, if yeah. you lose a couple of guys, for example. So there's a place where, you know, maybe having one extra corner makes a difference. I do wonder, though, I do really wonder how much those back of roster guys, how much of a difference those guys make. A lot of times you see teams that are going to have like inactive linemen. Usually you see a couple offensive linemen that are down. Depending on the, the game plan they expect on defense, you'll see, you know, an extra defensive tackle or an extra defensive end that they plan to rotate based on what they're expecting. Sometimes you'll see linebackers up and down. I do, I do wonder though, I mean, it certainly would give more flexibility to the defense, right? Especially when it comes to those trench players where teams sometimes do have to be selective and they're sitting guys that, you know, last week you played 20 snaps for me because we played Cleveland and we were expecting them to run the ball a lot. You're a nose tackle. This week we're playing, I don't know, Kansas City. We're not expecting the run so much. We're more worried about Patrick Mahomes. We're going to get another edge rusher up or we're going to get another corner up and we're not going to go with, the second nose tackle this week because we don't expect to need you so much. And instead, if you could have that second nose tackle up, that's where I think the flexibility would really show up because sometimes they aren't back of roster players. Sometimes they're just, well, you don't really fit into the game plan this week. Yeah. And sometimes that's true. That's fair. But I will also say there's situations where you go in, like you said, expecting, you know, a a pass heavy attack and all of a sudden they're running all over you. You lose a, a three tech in there, and you're in trouble pretty quick on oh, yeah. most game day rosters. So, why not have the guys that you're paying to be active and to practice as though they're going to play actually be able to play? Let's have just a better rotation. Let's have fewer snaps for your stars and let them get a breather. Let's have more impactful plays out of the defense that actually take things away from the offense. That's what I think it leads to. Yeah, and I I agree with all of that. I was just playing devil's advocate a little bit there to to really flesh it out and try to get to the bottom of like where does that strategic advantage really play in? And I think that you kind of hit it there. It's exactly when you get a game plan you're not expecting. How often do you see teams they they sit that nose tackle or or they they play, you know, down a corner, whatever it is because they're not expecting something and then in the first half they give up 200 rushing yards and they're like, "Man, I wish I wish I had that nose tackle right about now. That might help, you know. Uh, I think that's the thing that actually happens to NFL teams from time to time. And as Pete Carroll says, they're practicing, they're ready, they're they're paying, they're getting paid. Sorry, they're getting paid to be active this week. Unless again, there there are 
per game active bonuses and those would be impacted by this sort of change. Why not do it and and improve that rotation, potentially, like you said, prevent some injuries? I'm all for it. There's a lot of reasons that point to doing it. So why aren't they doing it? What What's the, what's the reasoning? I, I can't figure it out. Well, there's, there's a lot of especially back-end contracts in this league that have game day bonuses that matter whether you're on that active roster or not. And I think it's a partially a cost control for the ownership, but also I think it just keeps them from having the number of players that they have to manage actively, the number they have to be in the training room, like the minutiae during the week that maybe they don't feel they're getting the payoff for on Sunday. I completely disagree, but that's the argument. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're professional sports organizations, right? You, you have 53, 55, whatever it is this year on your active roster. You have 16 more on your practice squad if you want to. You can have, you know, 70 guys. And, yep. and you have an army of coaches and you have, realistically, all NFL teams are operating at a major profit. I know last year was an exception to that rule, but you look around the league and and just look at the franchise valuations, right? In all American sports, you buy a team 10 years ago for $250 million. Well, that's dramatically outpaced the growth of inflation. Now your team's worth a billion dollars. You know, on top of that, you're operating at a profit most years. So if you need to hire an extra coach to deal with an expanded roster... You, you can you can you can handle that NFL owners. <laughs> I know you can. Bank. <laughs> yeah, totally. So so anyway, I, I'm totally on board with this. I think that there are some potential reasons not to do it that neither of us can think of. I would love to hear what those are. So I guess if you're out there listening to this show and you're listening to Ryan and I talking, you're like, these guys are these guys are nuts. Why would I want another seven or eight players to be active on game day or 10 players to be active on game day? I'm going to give them a piece of their piece of my mind. Well, at Ryan Tracy NFL, don't tell him getting his please. ear about it. Coach Carroll, uh, Jerry Jones, Commissioner Goodell, please let's have a conversation. I guarantee it'll be fun. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Ryan and I are back next Thursday. A lot of teams getting toward minicamp before everybody in the NFL goes into hibernation for a month. Chris and Q have you covered tomorrow if Aaron Rodgers gets traded between now and then. Well, they'll break it all down for you. Until next week, NFL fans, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.